Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, and of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Father God, I pray that you be with us in um, providing your spirit, that we have a great broadcast, and that we touch someone's heart today. Thank you. Amen. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. So happy and proud and blessed today to have a, a wonderful couple on the show. Today's guest is Miss Charletta Thomas. Welcome to the show, Charletta. Why, thank you, Todd. And my co-host today will be her husband, Larry. Larry Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Charletta, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Charlotta Thomas. I am currently the training supervisor for McLaugh Incorporated here in Lafayette, Louisiana. I have been working with them just about over 30 years. And how I got started with McLaugh was by happenstance. It happened to be a second job about 30 years ago. And um, I was working as a financial officer and they were getting ready to cut healthcare insurance at this particular bank I was working at. And um, ironically, I had also become a newly divorced mom and had three kids at the time. Wow. So here I am trying to contemplate, do I want to continue with that health care? And that meant I had to attain a second job. Well, they were building uh, this brand new McDonald's in my community. Went there, asked if they had a bookkeeping position, and they said, no, ma'am, that job's already been filled. Would you like to apply as a cashier? I'm like, um, I work at a bank where I pass out loans in this community and you would like for me to be a crew member selling Happy Meals quarter pounders <laughs> with cheese, shakes and fries. And they said, yes, ma'am, that is the position we have available. So I had to think about that a little bit, talk to some family and friends and they're telling me, are you serious? You're going to leave the bank and work at McDonald's? I said, no, I don't wanna leave the bank. I just want to see what McDonald's has to offer. Well, I did take that big chunk of humble pie, swallowed it, put on that crew uniform. Within six weeks, I did become a shift leader. I did work both jobs for three years mm. and um, got, got a little exhausted working anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week. And my children are now getting older and um, I, I need to pick one career path. So here I am, went to the director of operations at that time and they offered me a full-time position. And it's been moving forward ever since. So yeah. from there, became a general manager, became a supervisor. I did become a supervisor in about year 2000. And ironically, that same year, I had also gone to Curcia. I figured with a new career path that I'm going to need some spiritual strength <laughs> to take on that new career position. So... And also at that same time, by being divorced for about 15 years, I met my husband, Larry Thomas. So that was practically a perfect storm around 2000, and um, I haven't looked back since. Yeah, so, so many things come to mind. So <clears throat> for our listeners that don't know, most people in Lafayette don't know that, you know, the Crampy family uh, run and own McLaugh, and now EJ and Chris and Mr. Ed, who's passed and very devoutly Christian and Catholic family and that I grew up with. And, you know, when you say make laugh, people don't kind of put the two and two together, but they do own all the McDonald's, I believe, now in, in Lafayette and in Baton Rouge now as well. 
And so, you know, they've, they've been wonderful in our community and good. And just I've grown up at their house. And to meet Charlotta uh, recently, you know, just another reason as to the, the backbone of their company. Just wonderful people and just so proud and happy to have met her through them. Yes. And so my mother, Marcel Citron, started the Women's Corsia. And so, you know... I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm so happy that you... So we had, have a I, connection. Yes, Is that what do. you're saying, Yes, Todd? we do. Yes, we do. A big connection. I grew up in Prairie Roan, you know, as a little boy, just going out there when she erected uh, so many of the Corsias. So how did you two met? Uh, I'm going to let Larry tell that story. There, Larry. It's, uh, it's a funny story, but it's also true. Uh, I had uh, just experienced a, a, a devastating injury I used to work in the oil field. Mm-hmm. Got my neck broken. Thank wow. God I survived that. And I'd been at home for quite a long time. And finally, the uh, doctor said, you know, hey, listen, you can start driving again, but you got to wear this neck brace. So I decided to uh, go to this festival in, in Brobridge, the Crawfish Festival. And I was actually with someone else, but for some unknown reason, I turned around and there she was. And I couldn't take my eyes off of her, and for, just just could not. And went her all over the place in the festival grounds, but we just kept bumping into each other. And but I couldn't stop forgetting. You know, I was like, "Wow, what is this? This attraction to this person? And I don't even know who you are." And so uh, about a week later, go to Saturday church service, and I'm talking to my brother and her brother-in-law, and when I'm telling them. Man, I saw this beautiful young lady at the festival. And as I'm telling them that, she's walking down the street going to her car with her kids. And I'm like, that's her. And her brother-in-law tells me, yeah, that's my sister-in-law. And my brother at the same time is saying, oh, she doesn't want to mess with you. But (laughs) it's just, that's basically how we met. You should see the smile on her face when he's telling this story. It's beautiful. <laughs> we all love a good love story, right? Yeah. So so I'll ask you, you know, in your prayer lives at the time, were you seeking uh, necessarily a spouse or was that was, I was not. I uh, dated a while and then I said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on my career. And God, if you want me to be somebody, you're going to have to drop him from heaven. So <laughs> yeah. there he comes and there's Larry. But ironically, we were both married before. Also, ironically, I didn't even know who he was, but I knew his family, and his family knew me. Hmm. And he didn't know me as well growing up because he was in the military and traveling abroad. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, when we did meet, we kind of, you know, exchanged numbers, and we kind of gradually went into the relationship. And then we had a couple of hiccups here and there because we did kind of go through some things. You know, me having three children, (laughs) me having three children. He also has two children with his uh, previous marriage as well. But yet we decided that if we were going to make this work, we would agree that there would be no drama in our lives. As well as putting God first Mm -hmm. and making sure that we had that triangle of God, the couple, the children. So that was pretty much how we laid our foundation. Mm-hmm. Yet ironically, as we were dating, we decided we wanted to get married Catholic. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Well, first, we had to go through an annulment process. It's not the prettiest thing, yet it's accomplishable with the right support 
and the spiritual background and the and, and the support that you can get from your family and friends and, and neighbors. But for us, we waited. And Katrina came, and that meant all of the records in New Orleans were pretty much destroyed, and the tribunal had to get together. So we had to wait an additional five years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Before that happened. You know, I so, think a lot of our listeners are going, you know, through that process and, and, and scared to death of going through that annulment process. And mm-hmm. you're definitely speaking good words into their ears, you know, to say that, was it worth it? You know, of course, right? And it took, it took a long time. It took though. a long time. Yeah. But it was worth the wait. But it was worth the wait. We were married in the same church that we were both baptized. Wow. In fact, the pastor and the deacon at that time mentioned that his same baptismal date was our wedding date. Mm, how beautiful. Yeah. What and date? that was a surprise. What's the date? December 29th. All right. Yeah. And was that St. Catherine's? Or that's St. That's Catherine's, yeah, yes. In Arneville, right? In Arneville, yes. <clears throat> that's so awesome. Yeah. And all of our children were in the wedding. That was our agreement that all the children would be in the wedding. So that was cool. Charlotta, tell me when you made Crescia, or was it a different point in your life? Do you feel like you ha- had had a conversion at that moment or at some point in your life? And what was your faith life like prior as a child? You know, when do you think you were first introduced to Christ? Well, I really grew up as a devout Catholic. My parents, um, my dad, helped build St. Catherine's Catholic Church in Orneville. So I knew of its foundation. We have a lot of family and friends there. And then I made my first communion, um, did my confirmation. And then, you know, as you get married, you know, you kind of stray a little bit, right? So I said, I need to get back into it. So then I went to meet with uh, our pastor there at that time. I started doing the church bulletin. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. That'll keep me connected. And then I said, um, I started talking to my my kids. I said, you know, we need to pray for mom to get this next promotion. (laughs) And we did that. And, and Larry can attest to that because at that time when we were dating, I'd tell the kids, well, let's go ahead and pray about this promotion and to become a supervisor. And it, it came to fruitation. I then I it. said, well, you know what? Now I really need some support. And that's when Crescio came mm-hmm. into light. So I started asking around, find, trying to find a sponsor. And I, did, uh, I was fortunate to find a sponsor. And also his sister was with me in the Crescio at the same time as well. So I had great support going into that. Nice. Coming out of it though, was pretty much the stamp of approval of my <coughs> dedication and commitment to Catholicism. So uh, now I'm currently a lector. I have been part of the uh, councils in the past as well. So I still stay pretty connected. I'm gonna let you jump in, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Good question for her. Stumper. The uh, question I want to ask, uh, as I've always asked you before, as far as life is concerned, you and I, are you still that happy person that I met 14 years ago? I think you can see it in my smile. Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes. And you can hear it in the conversation as well. It's just like we got married yesterday. Oh, that's so beautiful in here. Everybody's going shy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question because you seem like a, a, you're a real go-getter. I, I know I know that. I've known you that long, and you seem somewhat fearless. But I'll ask you this: question. What is your greatest fear? Fear of 
that my children, I just want them to have a spiritual life. Every parent wants that for their child. But as your children become adults, you have to let go and let God. And that I can attest. Larry has been helpful in helping me with that, been a rock in many ways for me, as I am to him, and especially with dealing with adult children. So my suggestion as a parent, you raise your children to the best of your ability. I suggest providing them with all of the sacraments that you can, because mm -hmm. when they become adults, then you allow them to decide as an adult, do I want to continue with Catholicism or do I want to branch out into other things? But I would make the choice as a parent, if you have young children, give them all of the sacraments that they can have, the baptism, the first communion, the confirmation, and of course, sacrament of reconciliation as well. Because this will at least keep them tethered and connected to their spirituality. And then let them choose moving forward. Hopefully, they will choose Catholicism. Good advice. Uh, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Charletta Thomas, as she is the training supervisor at McLaugh of Lafayette, and her husband Larry is here as co-hosting the show, giving us some beautiful testimony. And I have had several guests on the show that are just amazing Catholics and people, and and whose children have, in fact, you know that that's kind of been something like a big void in their life, you know, because you always want, you know, you, you do want your children to follow in your footsteps. They are sponges. I think it's good advice because you got to plant those seeds and back away, right? You just, that's the hard part, I think, you know. That's beautiful. So I'll ask you, so my daughter Jessica gave me some uh, new questions, Cash, because she says I always ask the same questions. So a couple of different questions. What do you think heaven looks like, Charlotta? Oh, I think it's a, a place where one, everyone is kind to each other. Um, we're considerate of other people's thoughts and processes. Yet, um, I think it's, of this earth, I know our, we say the Our Father. Um, that's our prayer, that's, you know, that's what we believe in. But yet for heaven, it's when we transcend into a world of peace. Um, I have not experienced anything close to that or, or all I've had is maybe my parents that I've lost. Um, but um, experiencing death, I'm sure, is just like a birth. Mm -hmm. What does the child expect when they get here? It's a new place. So we're gonna be in a new place where there's kindness and love and peace. Beautiful. All right, Larry, you're up. You had an experience a few years ago, uh, a very, very spiritual experience, and I was able, I was there to witness it. Uh, can you just tell everybody about that experience? Okay, um, this was at a time when you and I were dating, if yeah. I recall, and um, I had also asked you to call our deacon at the time, and I said, I'm having a spiritual encounter of some sort. I don't know what it is. Um, I keep having to go to my knees. And at that same time was when Pope John Paul II was announced that he had passed. Mm. And before I had turned the TV on to realize that, 
I had that experience of heaven. I think that's the closest thing that I've experienced. And I had just this glow moving on for the next couple of days. Even when I walked into my office, they said, Charlotte, you just have this glow on your face. I'm like, you have no idea what I experienced this morning. I can share it with you if you'd like. Um, but this is what I experienced. And yeah, it was tell just, us about it. It was just, I had to raise my hands. I just kept calling on Jesus. And um, I still, and it's around this time, by the way, when um, Pope John Paul II passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. April, around April 4th, around uh, wow. divinity, yes. Yeah, so when I was a kid, I had a dream sort of being in the presence of Christ where everything around me was white and it was just enveloped me, you know. And and so I can really relate to what you're saying uh, because I felt that, that mm-hmm. euphoria, and it's just such a, like you said, a glow that sticks with you. Mom um, got to host Mother Teresa when she came in to, um, to Saint, at St. Saint Genevieve Church, and she mentioned to me that how everyone who was in the presence of Mother Teresa that left there almost had a sunburn on their face. Wow. That her glow was so, so powerful. Oh, my. And, uh, and I always remember her talking about that, and I shared a lot of spiritual things. Mom and my dad had gone through a divorce, and... and you know, spent some time when I was in high school, and we, we got to be very close. I'm the youngest of six boys, and got to share a lot of great spiritual experiences, but it's so beautiful. So, okay, tell me, um, do you have a favorite saint? Pope John Paul II. Oh, yeah, well, we... <laughs> and, and my children ha- provide gifts to me in that way. In fact, my son served the Navy, and when he was in Europe, was able to find a rosary that was blessed by Pope John Paul II. I still carry that with me today wow. as a precious item for prayer, a go-to for prayer. And, and, uh, Pope John That's Paul II. Nice. <laughs> nice. So in your training and in your occupation, uh, is it possible, and tell me how you do this, how your spiritual life sort of, I guess, leads into your, your work workspace life? For me... It's about providing not only the principles of work, but life principles as well. Mm -hmm. I have this um, particular training session that I call management orientation, and I do this at least three to four times a year, where I will take on all of the newly promoted managers, and I share with them some life principles. Hey, I want you to be successful. Here's some life uh, best bets on life principles. You know, there are going to be some times where you're going to have to say no to things like, if your friends want you to go um, bar hopping the night before and you have to open the next day, what are you going to tell them? Hey, can I have a rain check on that? Or are you going to go with them and be exhausted the next day? Because we need you at 100%, 110% when you're reporting to work. And I also have the privilege of meeting with every newly hired employee that all of our McDonald's restaurants have in this market, in the Lafayette market. In fact, I'm going to be meeting with a few of them this afternoon. So it's a weekly event um, that I meet with all of our new staff. So I just try to share with them, one, to be your best at work, uh, be the best, put your best effort forward, and watch yourself grow with a growing company. And I have been able to do that. Um, This is probably a third generation where I'm seeing some of our staff's employees, uh, our staff's children now becoming employees. Mm. So um, I'm witnessing great growth within our organization. That's nice. So I'm just going to say, Larry, you hit the lottery, you know, when you when you married Charlotta. There's no question about it. I mean, she's like amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, many people say that to me, and I tell them, I say, well, thank you very much, you know. And uh, I have no regrets. Yeah. 
and I pray that it can last a long time. Uh, and we'll be celebrating 15 years um, this nice. December. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. And then, like me being the lottery, well, he's the Powerball. So. I'll let that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Y'all really, I can feel the love in the room. No question about it. Yes, sir. Uh, so, tell me about. Um, uh, how, do you dig into the Bible much? Uh, you know, us Catholics get a little rap on uh, not not knowing the Bible as well as we could. Uh, you know, are you? Do you read? a lot or is there some things in the Bible that, that really speak to you? Um, well, um, Larry is pretty much the person that um, gets into the Bible a lot more than I do. Um, okay. He does do a lot of the um, scripture readings. Um, in fact, he also um, works with um, when there is death within our community. Mm-hmm. He will provide scripture readings, a rosary um, uh, as their final rites. So um, I appreciate that about him. Um but as for myself, um, I'll go to the Bible when I have a need to go to the Bible. I'll be honest about that. It's like, where can I go to the Bible to reinforce my thinking or my thoughts on what's to come? You know, why am I going through this? Um, and what can I expect on the other side? And the same thing when it comes to my children as well. Yeah. Tell me, Larry, at Lent, at Lenten time, what, what do you think? What's speaking to you through the gospel, through, through uh, Lent? this year the one of the most important thing is that uh, God is constantly telling us that I forgive you mm-hmm. and I, you have a chance every day in life you have a chance every moment uh, it's not just a Lent, Lent it's also just how I feel in life itself uh, I actually wrote a little article that said it's a perfect day and that means that it's a perfect day every day in our lives to turn over. Uh, sometimes we get people that feel as though I'm destined, I'm doomed to be a drug addict or whatever it is. But no, you're not. No, you're not. Because really the book of Matthew says God tells man, you, you can choose. You can choose. So just like you choose or you allow yourself to get caught up into that, you can also choose to turn and get your life back together again it's never too late yeah choose life or death you know um i know for me just even this week you know i see the devil so active you Mm. know uh because because he's just working hard and um there's a lot of folks that i'm i'm around that that are in very desperate situations and uh that that really need good advice and mentoring and 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 need that gospel to steer them out of some of these situations that they think are, are in the scheme of life, not that not that big of a deal, but in their mind, suicidal. You know, uh, you see that as well. Y'all are shaking your heads. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it's very. It's no longer just a Hollywood story because you you have family that are in that category, mm-hmm. and love is unconditional but you still don't love what they're doing to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're caught in the middle of it. It's like, okay, I know I'm supposed to, and I know I love him, her, but I don't love what they're doing to themselves, what it's, what it's doing to them. And it's not only to them, but it's also the entire family. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're trying to help them in, in a way that, as my father used to say, sometimes the best way not to help a person it's not to help them at all. Mm. 
He had some good stuff. Yeah, that was his favorite phrase. So tell me, you guys, uh, one of the things, one of my friends, uh, you know, the show is called Cajun Catholics, and I... When we began the show, it just seemed appropriate that that um, that we call it that. And and it, it's it's um, do y'all how do you what do you think of is that an, a term that is offensive in any way to you guys or what, what do you think? You guys met at the Crawfish Festival, <laughs> so I, I would say you guys are definitely Cajun Catholics. But you know what's your th- what comes to mind? I would think um, Todd, this is our culture. Yeah. Um, Although we do see Cajun a lot, hardly see Creole, but this is our culture. Um, we know we have a past. Um, in fact, my great-grandfather is uh, a Yankee. So, yeah. Um, but he came here. My so dad he must was have a loved, Yankee. <laughs> so, so he must have loved this culture, yeah, right? Yeah. But I know for some it could be offensive. Um, yeah. Instead of wearing Raging Cajuns, they might prefer to wear University of Louisiana, a Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So I know of some individuals that way. Um, but yet, if we can, if we all have a commonality, which is our hospitality, which is our family life, our spiritual life, then we're just a big pot of gumbo, is what I call us. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Larry, our food is. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Well. Being in the military, I, I traveled around the world, and I can tell people all the time, there's nothing like this area. I mean, I've seen some great places, but there's nothing like this area. And I never thought I'd come back to Louisiana, but now that I'm back, and it's been a long time, I'm, I'm like that old oak tree now. My roots are settled. This is it. I'm not going anywhere. And some great people here. There are. Some great people here. You know when you meet them. Yeah, and I'm sitting across from two of them right now, I promise you. Uh, just a couple of minutes left on the show, Charlotta. Um, you know, I wanted to say to you that you mentioned it was the perfect storm when you hit Kersia and, and you and Larry met. And one of the things that Mom told me about Kersia that's not there anymore but but just stuck with me was uh, in the kitchen when you walked out of the Kersia, there was a sign on above the door that said, you better dig your roots in deep because the storm is coming. Yes. You know, and it, I thought that was really appropriate. You know, if you've gone through a Garcia experience, it's like we said earlier, the devil's coming at you. And then you go through these life experiences that are tough, and the, that's the what gets you through those roots, you know. So anyway, um, just mm-hmm. thoughts, you know, about, about how do you want to be remembered? So my legacy is, um, one, my belief um, is to have a strong spiritual faith life. Um, I tell a lot of friends, I'm married to my husband and I'm married to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I have my two rings on. Um, I don't have tattoos, but I do wear nice bandages that say, hey, be the change. Um, So my legacy, I would love just to have people share your knowledge, share your strength. If they take your advice, great if they don't it's okay but just change one person at a time that you can and if they want your advice they're going to use it i love it 
just want to say that you know ej and chris just adore you uh, you know when they talk about you they just smile and light up and glow so they have so much admiration for you they're so proud of the job you're doing and and just from a distance i i am just happy to know you guys and i want to thank you for being on the show today next week larry will be the guest and uh, charlotta will be the co-host so please tune in next week to cajun catholics uh you've been listening to cajun catholics as always we always challenge you to engage the cajun catholic in you get involved thank you all for being on the show today thank you god thank bless you, you. till next time god bless you Amen.